What is up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth episode of the Panthers Nation Network. I'm trying to sound excited and, you know, happy in my voice, but it is taking all of my strength to do so. If you can see it in my eyes, I'm dead inside. But I'm here with my father, Jeff Taylor. It's the first time we're getting to do the podcast together, you know, thanks to Thanksgiving. So that's always fun. Happy um, Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, it was horrible football to watch on Thanksgiving, but, uh, you know, it's still football. <laughs> so I'm not going to – I mean, when you have – like, the Lions and Cowboys need to not be the, the, the team anymore the cowboys wow. i understand the lions yeah. don't need to i mean to me, my mind we, need, we need, neither one of them need to play yeah like the cowboys make sense in terms of like as a, like america's team at one point i don't know where detroit came in i understand it was one of like the original teams but like i just don't know like the packers or the bears would make more sense from that division than you know um than they would and um I, it was just, it was just weird to see. I mean, weird. Well, I was just, I was bored watching. I mean, to be fair, I didn't. There hasn't been really good Thanksgiving games since 2015. I'd say that hasn't really been a good in my mind. And the and the schedule makers, they need to. The schedule makers need to put us on Thanksgiving every year because that's the only time apparently we make the Super Bowl is when we're on Thanksgiving. But I don't know about y'all. I mean, Thanksgiving. It was weird this year. It was definitely like it. I mean, I, it's the one holiday I got off for work. Because I mean, the, like day of for Thanksgiving is better than the day of for Christmas for me. Like I'm, a, we're all old now, you know. And my brothers are little, so Christmas doesn't have that kind of same magic. So Thanksgiving, definitely yeah. in my mind, is a lot more fun the day of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, look, Thanksgiving football wouldn't have been bad had we gotten the Ravens and Steelers game. Yeah, like, that would have saved it. That like like that would have saved it. I mean, it, it was like seeing Deshaun Watson look like you know look good again. You know that was that was fun. I guess. Yeah. Him, him and JJ just need to get it. I mean, I I don't like JJ Watt. I don't entirely love Deshaun, but they need to get they need to get out of Houston. But you don't like JJ. Uh, wait, you don't like JJ Watt? But no, because love, for the specific reason. He what? You loved Drew Brees a few months ago, but you hate JJ Watt. I, okay, hold up. I never loved Drew Brees. I respected him until I was clear. I, until I was instructed and informed that I don't need to respect him. Now I don't respect him at all, and I'm okay with whatever happens to him right now. No, I did not like JJ Watt because he took away all. Like Keekley should have been Defensive End Player of the Year every year in my mind. He should have been there every year. But because JJ Watt was doing what he did, but my my biggest argument was always that for to be a Defensive Player of the Year or to be that you know Defensive MVP, your team needs to be successful. He was doing a bunch for the for the Texans, but the Texans were doing crap. They were like it did not matter how good he was. For the Wait, so he, he had like twenty sacks one season. We, I know, cool. Like I just, I, there's no reason for <laughs> not. Like, also, I mean, being a you know uh, Titans fan by association, you know, you don't really ever like the Texans. It's just not in your. It's not in your range to like I'm, the Texans. I'm fine with them falling apart. Yeah, I mean, and so I mean, Deshaun Watson. I mean, I, you know, the Clemson aspect. I never really loved him, but I do like. I like seeing. Quarterbacks like him, you know, being successful in the league. So they just need to jump ship. They need to get out of there because, hey, maybe we should try to get after him. Take Send Teddy – because Teddy is not the future. Uh, wow. I mean, I mean, seriously, we gave – I mean, Deshaun, I have to imagine, I'm, just wants to get out of there. Deshaun in our system wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Look, I'm glad everybody's starting to see what I've been – like kind of what we talked about like months ago. Like I'm glad everybody's coming around to it. And Joe Brady's a little overrated as a play caller. I mean, I'm still, I'm still down on that hill. So we're gonna start with. I'm gonna let y'all, you know, speak about it. But just well, the first thing off my mind, the it's it such a weird thing to be bad at. But Joe Brady on second down is horrendous. He's calling the wrong plays at the wrong times. He's putting us in horrible third down situations. And I will, Teddy. Teddy has a lot to answer for today. But he was put in bad situations when you run it on second fifteen, lose a yard, and now Teddy has to feels like he has to make that play on third and fifteen. 
he's going to force it. He's going to do something he shouldn't do. I mean, Teddy had his moments where he was looking smarter today, but at a certain point, we need, I expect more from him. At a certain point, you're becoming – like you're starting to disappoint. You need to, you need to calm down with it. So I don't know what – I mean, what y'all what, – I know what Shantese thinks about it. I don't know what Tyler or Jeff think about it. Go Tyler. Yeah, with, with uh, Joe Brady, you know, I've always been a little bit higher on him and more optimistic than, than everyone, um, a little bit. Not, not, not the Twitter fans out there that really, really love him. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I do think we are lucky to have him and a lot of other teams out there um, would kill to have uh, Joe Brady. But um, what you're going to talk about second down, uh, one of the first things you can look at uh, to tell if an offensive coordinator is uh, doing a good job is does he treat second down like third down? Um, and he that's, doesn't that's one at of, all. That's a, not at all. No, he. that's what they, they – you usually need to treat second down like third down. And, you know, second and long, we're, I just don't get it. I just don't get some of our second and long calls. That's that's Joe Brady's biggest weakness thus far is the second down play calling. So we, we need to figure that out. I think with the, the – I agree with that too. And, and especially when you have the personnel that you have, not that you're going to light it up in terms of coming out of the backfield. I mean, they were doing it today by committee the first half. I mean, freaking Rodney Smith looked good. Trenton Cannon looked good. I mean, Mike Davis was doing what Mike Davis does. Like, I wanted them to throw a bit more at certain times. But, I mean, you just have to be situation. You have to have the situational well, awareness to know, know what if, to do. If, if CMC's back there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if CMC's back there and you got second and 15 and it's a draw. I mean. That's a different story, though. Well, it, it's it's like you take, you know, we'll go down that road. You take Derrick Henry. I mean, on second yeah. and long, give it to Derrick Henry. I mean, or give it to CMC or give it to. Uh, I don't just, I, you know, whoever else you could have out there that's going to run the ball. So th that way I get it, but I agree with you, uh, Tyler. It's frustrating. Whoever does it, whatever team you're rooting for. Yeah. If you don't treat, you know, if you treat, yeah, if you do it that way, you're, you're done. And that's, and, and Tyler hit it right in the, the nail right on the head because the first, I mean, we were doing great on first down for the most part. For the most part, Mike Davis was doing what he needed to do. You know, that runs on first down, I get it. And then, I mean, there was a time too when we had when we were up two touchdowns. I know the offense has been a little bit, you know, curtailed. But when you were throwing, there was what that one drive we threw. I mean, ninety five percent of the drive when you could have ran and maybe drained a little bit more clock off off of the game. Like I don't know what y'all thought about that. Yeah, you, know, you know the drive I'm talking about, right? It was the third quarter. We yeah. were up two touchdowns. We didn't even didn't even score a touchdown off the drive. But look, there was a moment in that second half where you completely abandoned the run game. I know what you're talking about, and you're up. Well, we were maybe we may have been up 21 13 at the time. You killed no time off the clock, and you had to sell it for a field goal. So, I still can't understand why in the red zone we cannot produce. Like, and that I'm looking at play calling the quarterback. I gotta look at those two guys. I got I keep thinking, like, well, we don't, it's not that we don't have weapons because we have more, we have all the weapons you can you need. You have Mike Davis. I, I won't give him the CMC being out, you know, I won't give him that because. Look, you're a bad team. If your team is built off a of running back, you're a bad team for the most part. Most teams that are most teams whose offenses are built solely off of your running back having success, you're probably not a good team. And that and right now we're four and eight. Not that we're not a good team. We're very talented, but we just don't coach it well. We don't play it well week to week. We don't play we don't play well week to week consistently to be to make it to that next tier. I said Jeff was itching himself over there, trying not to say anything about the running back statement. But well, but he brought but he brought up a good point. And here's and here's the deal. <laughs> When you get in the red zone, I, it comes down to coaching. It, it really it does. does. No, I mean, does. you know, there are there are offensive coordinators out there who are calling plays that are getting getting it done, and and really you've got to you've got if you don't have CMC in there or whatever, you've got to figure out the best way and the best play calls to get the ball in the end zone. And when you have Curtis Samuel and you have DJ Moore and you you know even Mike Davis, um, you know, 
you got to you got to score. So in my uh, to, to to not to Brady's defense, um, because he does not deserve defense because of the way he. I mean, because the way he played, he called this game. I was telling I was telling Jeff earlier. It was the coaching in my mind today that loses you, that loses you that game. You can put, I mean, this young team played out of their mind. I mean, I'm not putting the Vikings on a pedestal, but they're still a dip, they're a good football team when they you know play to their strengths. Um, but for for Shanti's point about the running backs built around it, I don't think you know I'm still going to give it to them not having McCaffrey because McCaffrey when we I mean the way we use him, he's not a running back. He's an X factor. When you don't have your sole X factor on the field in those red zone, it's tougher in the red zone. I'll give him that. But I mean, you can't tell me you're not going to be able to draw you know a Kurt Kurt Co motion give him a little pitch pass and have him go around the end. You can't tell me you can't get that going or you can't get, you know, Robbie over the middle. And at a certain time, yeah, the defense, I mean, when you, when you get the ball on first and goal, that huge momentum swing. And I understand the run, you know, before the two minute warning that had to happen, but then that second down play and you're just running it up the middle when you know, that's not to your, you know, your strength. I mean, even with Davis, you know, I mean, McCaffrey wasn't always ever great at running up the middle and Davis is definitely not McCaffrey. I mean, Davis is better when you give him that little space on the out. And it's just, I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of positive things today. I'm trying to keep it in perspective. Um, we have a good, solid future for this team. The young guys that we have are we're playing out of their minds today on both sides of the ball. But there's also a lot of reasons to be upset. And I, the the worst thing about this team is it gives you hope week in and week out. At least the second quarter, I'm like, yo, we can win this game. And then I'm on my knees with my hands on my head in the fourth quarter because I'm like, what just what just happened? Hey, look, and crazy enough, we solved the third quarter problem. Back-to-back weeks, we've scored in the third quarter. That's what we all thought that was going to be the issue. You get two back-to-back defensive touchdowns in the third quarter, and you can't finish it? You got yeah. One drive from my offense. All I need is one drop. Finish it off. And, you know. I say, Tyler, talk, or, talk about that stat because they brought up a bunch. What was it, second or third? They gave up second or third most points in the NFL at home. I think this season it was 33 points a game at home, and we score one offensive touchdown. We scored yeah. one offensive touchdown. Like that was the biggest thing in my. It felt like the team back in the day, you know, where the defense was having to bail out the offense every play, every drive, and then the offense wasn't getting it done. I mean, and to a certain point, because I'm not putting that last drive on the defense on the players. I'm putting that last drive on Phil Snow. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. I was what are your thoughts on just you know the the lack of scoring touchdowns. First off, we can get back to the defense in a second, but just the lack right. of for touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, offensively, you know, play calling wasn't the best today, and then we just weren't crisp either. Um, you know, Robbie had a couple drops, and um, you know, just you know, really the play calling. We even had some um, offensive linemen back today. Uh, Russell Okun was back at left tackle, so that uh, well, on paper should have helped. Yeah, should have helped. Um, but that, but another thing, another factor, I think that you know really contributed to the game in general is the overall flow of the game from the first quarter to the end was, it was just bad. Um, you know, the, the first quarter flew by with a lot of running. It went by real quick. And then um, even for Minnesota, it was just slow in the first first half. And then obviously we start with those two touchdowns and then all of a sudden we lose a bunch of urgency that we need. We, we, were, we were complacent in the second half and that's how we really fell behind. And uh, I think that's what really killed it. For us. But Shantis, I mean, we saw it a bit today and it was nice to watch because Robbie, you know, was able to get some more involvement in the game and DJ was. And I think what had happened was is that, you know, Robbie obviously hadn't had a touchdown since the first game. That was an issue. That's a huge issue when you've got a guy like Robbie. And I think what had happened was is that, you know, he established a connection with Robbie early. So guys started guarding Robbie. Then that then DJ started to thrive. So now he's starting to guard DJ. Now, after the last couple of games, it seemed like they were guard- everyone was getting guarded. And, you know, we don't have a tight end to look at. And Kirk Coe's not being run out. Like, just, I mean, the wide receiver room, it's, it's weird now. But at least it was showing some signs of life today. Yeah, I will say, like, before the end of that game, I was 
really thinking about how well that, that Viking secondary played against our receivers. Because up until that point, I hadn't really seen a secondary that just completely took us out of the game that wasn't based off of them just blitzing our quarterback and just getting and just creating pressure all day. Today was a day where the offensive line, again, is it ever great? Nah, but it was solid enough to where, you know, Teddy had time and guys just weren't open. And unless yeah. they schemed it up the right way, like I look at the, touch, the touchdown Robbie had, that, that was a scheme. That was a right play call at the perfect time. They blip, they send blitz up the middle. No linebackers are there at the second level. Robbie catches it, boom, touchdown. But aside from that, I mean, there is DJ Moore got clamped all day. Uh, yeah. when he had a couple plays here and there. But aside from that, he was on he was on lockdown. Robbie, I, we have a we have trouble with our our best contested catch wide receiver is DJ Moore, and that's kind of the issue because he's one of our shorter receivers. So we still don't have a, a guy where you can just throw it up to and go get it. And Ian and they don't use Ian Thomas in any type of way that would warrant him even being effective. So I mean, I like I said, I gotta give props to that Vikings defense from on the back end because they did a phenomenal job. Yeah, and I got to give – and I mean, maybe it's because the line is the way it is. I mean, I, I can't really talk – and I hate it because I can't really talk about the line because the line, I mean, they, for the most part, did their job. Teddy was not, you know, getting thrown around as much as he was in, in you know, weeks past. They did their job to a point. As bad, you know, as good as that offensive line can do their job. But – so I don't know if it's just that Ian is now being used as that, you know, you know, perennial – I mean, he's using as basically a glorified, you know, extra lineman or not because that was been my – that's been my biggest issue with Brady is that – We've seen he has talent. We've seen he can put up numbers, and he has, you know, the ability to do so. They're just not letting him. They're just not putting him in the – they're not scheming him to do anything. Um, they're just not – they're not using him at all, and that's what, that was upsetting to me. Um, and then the checkdowns too. I mean, Teddy has – that's where Teddy got me today. The checkdown, you can't throw five yards forward on third and, 14, and third and 10, third and 14, and expect to get that. I mean, Kurt – the good part about it is that, like, if you're doing the slants, Curtis and DJ can make those open field moves to maybe get that ball. But if you're throwing it where Mike Davis is turned, looking you in the eyes on third and ten and from like four yards out, that you can't you you I understand I like you're not forcing it and it's a weird spot you can't force it but you also have to try to make a play. So Teddy definitely it's, has some issues almost, with that. Okay, I mean I, my, my, no need to, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it's almost like when it, when it hits third down and long, it's, it's a guaranteed punt. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. We wouldn't we would not push it down the field at all. We won't hit. I mean, and it's just. It's, it's aggravating because you. I, I just wonder what the problem is. Is it? I mean, it can't be the receivers we have because I mean we have the best one of the best duos in the league. It can't be the running backs because even Mike Davis has shown that he can that he can create when you get when you get out in space. Like, what is it that's not connecting that on third and longs? Anything past third and eight is a guaranteed punt. Yeah, it's just and it's upsetting. Um, and I mean, well, I mean, uh, hold on. What I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit. I mean, okay. it, I mean. If you have the what Shantisha said was one of the best receiving duos, which you do in the NFL, then get open. That's fair. I mean, get open. I mean, that, find a way to that's get fair. I mean, that's granted, fair. the Vikings secondary played well. At some point, though, Teddy will make. I mean, he's got to check down because nothing there. And if you're if you're going to succeed in this NFL, you you got to get open. Well, so I mean that you know you got you got to get open. So then I, well, then I put that on. I mean. Because we saw, we clearly saw, I mean, obviously RDBs are nowhere near as good as the Vikings, but they had more than enough time to get open, even when we were rushing people. So I'm gonna put that a little bit more on the offensive line because Teddy, I think Teddy's jittery now too. Teddy, I think his line has done it to Teddy where he feels like oh, he's sure. even no, if he does, even if there's nobody breathing I, down his yeah. neck, he feels like there's someone breathing down his neck at all times. You he's can gun, see it. He's gunshot. You can see it in the way he look, in the way he, his feet are, the way he mm -hmm. is in the pocket. 
he's ready to either get out of the pocket or to get it away. So if they, I mean, that's giving the receivers only, you know, three or four seconds to get open when some of the routes they're running, I mean, I, we're not running deep routes, which is the weird part too. Like I'm sure we're not running anything longer than a deep post for the most part. But go back. So granted he has mistakes. Um, yeah. And, and he, and he caused some points with through his red zone play, especially. Yeah. That was, but I will give it to him the last, I mean, look, you got 45 seconds left. And you did exactly what you needed to do to get him downfield. But we never should have been in that position. Well, you can talk about that later. And but that, what I'm just saying though is, after I mean, we, you know, yeah, we can, no, we can talk about it now because I mean, Teddy. You know, I mean, you like, should have been in that spot anyway. Number one, but number two, I mean, he got you know he got him downfield. And listen, I'm going to put it right here, and I'm going to just change course here real quick. Okay. I'm putting the game on Joey Sly. No, never. Uh, uh-uh. uh. No, 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 no. I did. Oh, hey, 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 hey. And, oh and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, you time. listen. You got a kid who has that kind of leg. Who comes into that spot and in the NFL nowadays, a 54 yard? I mean, I was sitting there with you. I knew he was going to make it. I, I knew he was going to make it. I knew he was going to make it. Think of what we've asked this man to do I this know, year. But, but think but, of what we've asked. We've asked him to kick a well, 65 60, yarder. Oh, no, 65 and 67, one thing. 54 in this league, 54 in, indoors. Okay, but three years ago, that would have been a tough thing. Huh? He, three years Go ago. Ahead, Chante, look at Tyler. Hey, Tyler, you want to jump in here? Yeah. I don't think he's got to make hey, it. Look, I, I, I think he's got to make it. Hey, look, hey, look I'll, I'll let Tyler, I can let Tyler have this one, but I know I know one thing, though. I know for as much hate as Graham Gano got, he made those kicks. He may have not made all of them, but I've seen plenty of kicks Graham Gano made where they were 50-plus. I think about the one against the Giants a couple years back. He He's made big kicks, so I'm not giving Joey Sly a pass right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you can't be too hard on him for the one that's blocked early in the game either. But I agree. You know, right. Yeah. No. <laughs> but late in the game like that, um, you know, Teddy Teddy made the mistake from missing DJ Moore in the end zone. Um, but then yeah, like you said, Jeff, we got him down the field and put we did what we could, fifty four yarder, it's make you got, you gotta make it. I, I still think we need to understand A how young this kid is. He's only been out of the he's only been in the league two years. He wasn't even starting the majority of last year. He was coming. He was in for half of it. We've asked this kid to kick a 65-yarder against the division rivals at home, where he missed, or in New Orleans, where he missed that game-winning or the field was last year. We've asked him to put up a 67-yarder against the Super Bowl champions. And now I understand he's got a great leg and all, but we do not need to be putting him in those situations. Because think about what's in his mind right now. He's already had a he's already had a field goal blocked. Well, he's already had a field goal blocked, and I can tell you, and you should know this as a kicker. You, some kid, a guy can be automatic from 60, 65 when nothing's going on. But you put all that pressure in your head, you put all that pressure in your mind, you have to, your, your team, your playoffs are on the line for your yeah, team right but now. You, but we if, should not but be as, putting him in that situation. But, if, but, but as somebody who's kicked, you want to be in that situation. Yeah. So as somebody weird. you want to, you want to be in that situation. You want to go, listen, I got this. And I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that next time I'm called upon, you know, uh, you know, Matt Rule's not going to have any thoughts. He's going to go, okay, you know what? My kid can make this. Now rules kind of like – I'm just saying, and, and the just was, it's not that he missed it like – He did. I will say he, he missed, missed it. He I really mean, did it, miss it. That was he, he missed it. So, and, and you're going to go to it, I know, next or whatever. And listen, I, I'm going to put it toward him a little bit. you got to make that kick. But how on God's green earth do you play eight deep and you let Kirk Cousins pick you apart – with eight deep in a zone, you just – I mean, they were not, wide open. I don't – I don't. I, listen, and here's the deal. I, and I've said it every week, whether it's Kirk Cousins or or Tom Brady or whoever, have them dance around. I would rather send nine guys and have my three guys get beat deep 
than sit back and play eight and let guys get into the zone. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I mean, I that that to me was just not acceptable. I mean, hell, double cover everybody. Like you've got enough DBs back there that you're gonna make that match. I mean, they were wide open. They were wide open, and they they ran right downfield. They didn't even it didn't even, it didn't even look hard for them. And I just it was it was tough to watch. And I mean, we saw you know. Stanley Thomas Olivier, I'm sorry, you, you lost your job. You lost, I don't know where, why you were in the game. I don't know where Troy Pride was because he got the crap burned out. He was burned out of his shoes on that touchdown. It, is it <laughs> the fact that he was caught? He got caught looking in the backfield. Like, what, my dog? It is we, we're in the red zone. You have one guy. You don't. What are you looking back there for? There's nothing there for you. And, Damn. First of all, even if it was, I don't even know what coverage this this could have been. But in the red zone, you're only you're only playing by one or two coverages. And, and as a corner, you, you're either you're either corner you're either really covering. He may have been covered two. More than likely, could have been covered two. Could have been three. But either way, fam, it all turns into man in the red zone. Yeah. Stay with your guy. Stay back. What what are you looking in the backfield for? There was nothing there. But you know, yeah. Was Dalvin cooking at the time or no? No. Yeah, he wasn't at the time. But they weren't using him. They were just picking us apart. And Cornelder too, because he got on that two on that two way conversion. Corn got the crap beat out of him. So I just. I, the defense, like, and to be fair, the defense played yeah. out of their mind. Now, let's say the front, let's say the front seven doing what they did to Dalvin Cook for most of the game. I say, Tyler, we talked about, you know, key. They, uh, we they, talked they about, shut him down. We talked about keys of the game, which was amazing. Shantis talked about keys of the game. I mean, we did. They did what we asked us to, didn't they, Tyler? Yeah, it was remarkable. Yeah, I, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe that we we manned <laughs> up. I, I, they were missing a couple offensive linemen, but we manned up in the trenches, which is where we're really young, mostly. You know, you know two rookies on the D-line, um, and young linebacking core. I mean, we filled the run. We, we stopped Alvin Cook. We basically made him a non-factor. Um, but what, like we talked about on that last drive, we got picked apart. I'm almost wondering if they did that all game and just started throwing the ball. I, I'm, I was, I'd be worried to see what the final outcome would have been. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. And I think that was – I mean, Phil, I was talking – we were talking about earlier. I don't know if Phil just thinks he needs the cushion to blitz that much. But even when we were – I mean, he was aggressive coming out of the gate. It was amazing. He had those – Jeremy Chin played out of his mind, and he should be a candidate for, if not defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year because he was playing like crazy. And another person I want to highlight is Zach Kerr. On that first fumble, Zach Kerr broke double coverage. He pushed both of them out of the way like he was part in the Red Sea and went to go get that ball. I mean, he played out of his mind right there. And also uh, Marquise Haynes. I saw a lot that I liked from him today off of the edge. When you need that kind of we, – we talk about depth. F.A. did an all right job. He did – I mean, he had some of his moments that he was a little iffy. But, um, yeah. but, having, but seeing for the first time that front four play, like we were talking about again, you know, by committee, we saw Haynes, we saw Burns, we saw F.A., we saw Kerr. We saw Brown. I mean, those guys were getting it done. Um, and also, I'm going to let Shanti talk about his boy because Troy Pride played a hell of a game too. Troy Pride had two plays in the red zone. That on, on any other week could have been a touchdown with Troy Pride because we kind of been he's been up and down. Confidence has kind of been shaky. But today, had a great day. I mean, and, and on the touchdown Jefferson caught against uh, Stanley Thomas Oliver, I was wondering why Troy Pride wasn't in there. Yeah, he's, he's played well against him in the red zone to this point. But I mean, like I said, I, it was good to see him have a good day because when he was our fourth round pick, I'm happy to I'm happy to see any of our draft picks start start to have some confidence and start. I, I just want to see that we we did a good job in the draft and see how many of these guys we can take moving forward. So far, I like a, I really like about only two guys, and that's Derek Brown and Chen. But if Troy Brown can continuously play well like he did today, possibly working to like a cornerback two role. 
then we may have something. I mean, we may have something that we can move forward with because uh, Corey Oda's not the answer. We ain't even going to make That's like he must not be named now. I mean, my goodness. Um, And then just, I mean, I, we, can, we can't pass on to the much how much it meant stopping Dalvin Cook the way we did. And I'm, ha- I'm happy he's healthy now. I mean, he didn't really – wasn't a huge factor towards the end. I think his biggest rush was like 10 yards, uh, maybe like maybe yeah. 15. But then also on the flip side of that, how upsetting is it that even with stopping Dalvin Cook, their main – and without Adam Thielen in, we still lose this game. That's pretty disappointing. Um, you throw, you know, Adam Thielen, I could then see Kirk Cousins having a bigger game and yeah. a better game. Um, you know, so having him out, obviously he's a stud. Um, yeah. And he and he opens up the lanes. So maybe that's what you did. I mean, they were like, look at it. Adam Thielen's not in. We're going to put all our energy into stopping. We let BB, you know, we're going to let Dalvin Cook. But was. then, yeah, the, yeah, BB, uh, Don BB's kid. Um, you act like I know who that name played is. Played for the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, but, but I mean – it's disappointing, but we're sitting here last week. Did any of us pick him to win? Did you pick him to win? I picked him to win. And see, <laughs> well, you were right there, too. I said, I said, Joey, had been, Joey, I said Joey had been getting all these chances, and he kept not getting it, so Joey was going to finally get his chance. So but I'm sorry, the problem, Joey. The problem with the losses, and it's like any other team that we follow and stuff like that, they they, they reel you in. We're they right win. there. We're going to win. We're going to win. Just we're when I win. thought I was and out. Rip, rip, you know, rip the rug right from underneath it. So, I mean – it, it did hurt too. I mean, you know, because when you have people like Arizona lose, yeah, when then, you're in you know, the playoff, when, when you're you legitimately in lose, the hunt, Tampa Bay is probably going to get you know shellacked. You know, you, although what the heck, we'll talk about it later because I know we're going to bring our goal in a minute. But Atlanta, what? what I mean, the Raiders. <laughs> what the? Heck? The one I need, I needed Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller to do well in fantasy. No touchdowns. And the Raiders just they can beat they can beat almost they beat Kansas City once almost beat them twice yeah. and then you're going to get beat by 27 to the Falcons. And so yeah, before we uh before we bring James on let's talk about that because there's looking now like there might be we talked about those uh conditions the con- the contingency plans the NFL set in place uh a couple weeks back where they said you know if the season ain't going to finish in time you know if we can't get everyone to finish they're going to cut the season short, have a 2 to 3 week break, bring on uh start the playoffs in a bubble, you have an 8th seed. It's looking more and more like that might be a possibility because of the way that these – I mean, what, Monday and Tuesday, all NFL facilities it's, are shut down. It's blown up. The case is starting to build. And so now, if we'd won that game, we might be in a good spot for the eighth playoff seed. But I, now I, – I, 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 It would not surprise me after Tuesday Steelers-Ravens game if they didn't shut down for two weeks. Yeah. I, I just – it wouldn't surprise me. Now, whether they do or don't, um, they, you know, when you've got, you know, Detroit – I mean, Denver playing right now with no quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got uh, – Man, it's New, not far off and, from us. And you've got New Orleans not playing with a quarterback. Oh, he's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, he who must not be named. Uh, also, yes. But, uh, you know, and it was. It was right there. That's what hurts. Yeah. It was right there in front of you, and you could be five and – would have been five, five and seven. And, seven. Now and, you... and, and right in – right really in the in – the, in, and then you're not out of it still, but at some point you got to win those games. Yeah. I also will say it's upsetting just to think – I mean, Lamar's not playing anyway, but it was looking at the time like they were going to keep postponing the game so that Lamar could play. But yet the Patriots, when Cam went out, they're like, "Yeah, that's fine. You got to play anyway." That that seemed a little odd to me. I, I was that was. I mean, you got to have Lamar, and you know, Lamar's not looked right this year at all. Okay. He's going to bring it up. Uh, no. no, do you? I'll say it. Ryan Tannehill's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. At this point in time, I'll give you that. Over the last two seasons, yeah. he's a- I'm not giving you that. Whoa! See, we'll go down the road. We'll go down the road, but we, that's, later. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a different conversation. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, 
but no, so we, I mean, we talked about the game and we'll talk a little bit more after, uh, you know, we bring James on here in a second, because obviously we don't have a buy, we have a buy this week. So there's nothing, no other forward game to talk about. So we can just talk about the season as a whole, but you know, guys, we've done this every week. So we're going to bring on uh, James Cunningham. He's a fan who's joining us. And so uh, James, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are y'all? We're doing all right. So uh, just give us some of your first thoughts after today's loss. Oh man, dude, it's, it's heartbreaking. That, that kind of thing, especially to, the Vikings, and I heard y'all talk about it earlier, like with Dalvin Cook out and Adam Thielen out, and it was still a tough day. But I think it's really a testament of our youth, though. Like that, those kind of games where we struggle in the second half, in the fourth quarter, a lot of that is the youth and getting all these dudes in together that hadn't played together before or had history a couple of years ago. Like getting that back in, like I think it's a, a massive testament to that. And I think also, like, I don't know. You guys are a lot more optimistic than me. I'm not looking at playoffs. I'm looking at what kind of pick are we going to have. Yeah. And so, that, so as a fan, I mean, you know, you never say as a fan, you know, you want your team to lose out to get a good pick. But would you rather us yeah. get a better pick than a playoff game? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> and, and the reason why is because it's, it's, for an eight seed, I think it would be good experiences, again, with a lot of, like, the younger guys, which wouldn't be such a bad thing. But – how much does it help us at that point? I agree. Yeah. I agree. You and know? that's why I'm yeah. trying to not be like, we're just trying to be optimistic because, hey, you know, you never oh. know. But also, like, it's the one thing kind of keeping me sane during these losses is that's like, you know, these, this season really doesn't matter right now for us with McCaffrey out and the way it's going. So, I mean, looking at the season as a whole, I mean, what is your outlook kind of going for the rest of the season? That's that's where I'm a lot more optimistic. Like, like and with all these moves, dude, like, I mean, I, I've I've loved everything that we've done, really. And I think that like, like there will be strikeouts. Like in the in the draft, um, you know, I heard Tis talk about it earlier. How the main two to love are Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown, right? And the other guys, like if it strikes out, it strikes out. I think you get two, maybe three guys out of a draft, and you had a pretty good draft, you know. Yeah. So I think moving forward, if we can keep that momentum that we've had for this past off season, I think we have something really solid to build off of. And I think. Another thing, too, I don't, I don't know if I heard you guys talk about it, looking towards this upcoming offseason is what happens with Joe Brady. You know, I've seen a lot of people talk about, you know, maybe the Jets looking at them. Of course, it's nothing official right now, but, like, you know, if the Jets look at them, if the Jaguars, if they end up firing Doug Marone and they maybe want to take a look at him, what, what does Joe Brady do? Does he stay with us? Does he go? It all just depends. So what are your, are you putting more so I mean what have you liked more out of the season the younger players or you know the younger coaches what are you what are your kind of thoughts on it cuz we you've heard what we've said about it we think the players right. have a bit more you know have a bit more to bank off of than these coaches do right now Right Yeah and and I would agree with that but I think also I've loved the change of pace of the season I mean it feels like almost a completely different franchise from the way that we play and the way that almost even like our social media team handles us <laughs> Like, it feels like a completely different franchise, you know, and there's pros and cons with any with anything else. There's pros and cons to it. And I think, you know, we have this great offense and, you know, they have their issues, you know, can't score in the, in the end zone. We got some good big plays and we got some great potential with a lot of the guys. Um, but there's questions, you know, there's questions. And so um, really, I, I would say the change of pace, change of scheme, you know, I mean, with you got to love to keep pounding mantra of us, but you know, I, I think adjusting to the times of, of what the passing league really looks like, we can still continue with the keep pound. And I think Mike Davis and CMC really personify that, but 
just adjusting to the times really. And then just lastly, I mean, if you've been listening, you know, what, how, what we think about, you know, what we should use our future draft picks for, but, uh, so if you think, you know, get, we get a good, a better draft pick. What do you, what are you using that on at least in the first round? What are your thoughts? I think we have to look at offensive line first, you know, there you go. we do. I, I don't love Teddy though. Don't get me wrong. I don't love Teddy. I think if we're in the position to draft like Trey Lance, I think we do it, but I don't say we move up for him. If an offensive line is there, I don't say we move up for him. So that we were talking about it too. You might not have been on when we were talking about it. First thing, also in my mind, the way I've been watching this year a little bit more, I was I'd be okay if we waited a year and tried to get Rattler coming if he comes off yeah. the draft, if he comes into the draft next year. I liked what I'd seen from him. But we were talking about it. You know, there's some guys that probably want to get out of their deals right now. They're still, you know, in their prime. What would your thoughts be about trying to pursue to get maybe Deshaun Watson, get him out of the Texans dumpster fire? Oh, dude, bring him back to the Carolinas. Windsor College and Clemson, bring him back to the Carolinas. I, I mean. I would love that. Of course, there's a lot of variables at play there. But, I mean, if again, like I was saying, like if we go with offensive line, I mean, there's a couple of guys that could really maybe want to move out of their current situation. So moving forward, if it's one of them or if it's one of the draft picks, I think that we'd be in a solid position. I mean, we have a great offense. You know, if you're looking at – if you're a quarterback and you're coming into what our offense is looking like, you have a top three running back in the league when he's healthy, of course. And then you have – uh well, people would rank them differently, but of course, I would say a top three duo. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the, the, they're pretty nice like that. And then CMC and then whatever we do at tight end, we, we're looking solid for the future. And so I think a quarterback, it'd be intriguing to want to maybe come here. Definitely, man. Well, um, so we'll, we'll say you're uh, reservedly optimistic. That's where you stand right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Reservedly yeah. optimistic. That's about as good as a Panthers fan can be, really. But, uh, James, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, we hope you enjoy, we enjoyed having you on. We hope you enjoyed being on. And uh, thank you for listening, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, y'all. Have a great holiday. Yeah, man. Too. Okay. See All right. Um, well, I mean, he, he, he kind of hit it on the nail around I mean, the head I mean, there. That's the way most Panther fans probably feel right yeah. now. And, I mean, we talked about it. Like, I, I mean, I, I talk about playoffs, but, I mean, that's – you could the playoffs. Like, playoffs. Playoffs. Like, yeah, it ain't even, you know, near there. But – so my buddy, uh, my my former roommate and Panthers fan, Clay Sellers, he brought this uh, question up, and I haven't actually texted him back yet. I probably should do that. Um, but if we say we do make the playoffs, who are you putting under center? Or, I mean, is the gap that is the gap been you know kind of closed a little bit now? We had talked about it last week between P- Teddy and PJ. What's what's it looking like now? Uh, I, uh, it's, it's still Teddy. It's it's still Teddy. Like I like, I, like look, Teddy, do yeah. I want to have a car controversy? I do. I love I love some drama. But it's still Teddy. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. No, I'll give you that. What about you, Tyler? I, I mean, I, I mean, I remember I remember after the Falcons game we were um talking about how terrible our backup quarterback situation is. And then, you know, you know, PJ he held his own last week, but um so I think it's gotta be somewhere in the middle and you know, Teddy's still the man. Uh I, I'll take the larger body of work from Teddy than just the small sample size of PJ. Yeah, and I, don't, I mean, I don't know about you, Jeff, as a pan, you know, as a pseudo Panthers fan. It is tough to, it's tough to, like, it's tough to root against Teddy, and it's tough to, like, you know, say he's doing things wrong just because his story, and it, like, it's tough to critique him in my mind. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think the gist is, listen, you know, he goes five and zero and sets the world on fire last year yeah. with New Orleans. But so, I mean, obviously, then everybody's like, okay, five and zero, we got, you know, we got a winner. And you know, I mean, it still comes back to. A new system, new coaches, new environment. CMC gets hurt. All the pressure goes on him. Yeah. I mean, literally, it all goes. It all fell on him when CMC went down. Yeah. So, if you get to the playoffs, I mean, 
you dance with the girl who brought you and you you go with that's an old saying. Don't worry about it. Old man saying girls don't take me to dance. Anyway, so um, <laughs> but you go with Teddy. Um, because I think if you were going to flip the, if you were going to flip a switch and make a change, you would have done it already. Yeah. And you said, listen, we got four more games left. We're not going to be in the playoffs. Let's see what we got. And back to not making the playoffs versus draft picks. I would argue that you want to go to the playoffs. I, I just, I would argue that because listen, because I, you, you, you can take a wild card team that can make a run to the Super Bowl and win. I mean, would you have put money on the Falcons beating the Raiders today? No, but no. okay, let me. No. But but what I'm saying though is, so you get to the you get to the playoffs, and you make a run. Right now, even let's say you went out and you missed the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. You're you're in that 18 to 20 pick again. Yeah. You're gonna be right there. So why not be 23rd, get in the playoffs and have a little enthusiasm. Well, I mean, in turn, other than I guess morale boost for the fan. I mean, what does that playoff win get you if you lose if you don't win the Super Bowl? I mean, that's what the goal is. Like as a Titans fan, what did you gain from you know? I mean, obviously, you gained a lot, I mean, that was huge for your team. But like in reality, how much did you gain from getting to the AFC Championship? Um, well, not a lot to the national media. Well, no, but you're never going to get that. Um, so. As a fan, I mean, listen, you know, I, I, it gave me. I went into this season with more hope than I ever had. Okay. As a Titans fan, I went into this season going, okay, if we're no, if we don't win the division and get back to the AFC Championship. Yeah. I'm not, you know, yeah. Uh, but but there's a difference between, although, but, but I mean, take the Titans. They were nine and seven. They were the last team to get yeah. in. They were nine and seven, and they destroyed those two teams. But the gist is, this oh, is not but, the Titans. This is not the Titans. No. But the, the point becomes, as a fan, listen. Every Sunday is every week is a better week when your team wins. Yeah, when we say that, we, we get I mean, and, and so and, and to, to get into the playoffs and give these young guys a taste of it. Yeah, that's fair. That that's that's a lot. Shanti, I'll say this up for you because I think you're thinking kind of the same way, way I am. Correct me off, I'm wrong, but the last wild card team to make the Super Bowl, let, not even win it, but just to make the Super Bowl, I believe was the Giants back when they beat the Patriots. And I, I'm not I'm not sure if that's correct or not. I don't know where the 49ers were when they made it. Um, I'll have to do some research on that. I so think, listen, I think I think you're right. I think that may listen, have been listening community on homie too. Oh, what I'm going to say is is but it they a bit, beat and they beat an undefeated know, team. But so but think of the NFL and that and that at that time period as to what the NFL is now, it's kind of two different leagues, isn't it? A little bit Shanties to where that, you know, that type of success might not be as attainable, if that makes sense, you know, where a wild card team can kind of make that push. I mean, Titans are the closest wild card team to make the Super Bowl, I think in the last five to six years. So you don't think any team in the NFL right now can no. be another team on, no. on any given Sunday, except, no. for the Jets. But, except for the Jets. Yeah. I, I'll say this. I think, I think the the top seeds in each conference are is it's kind of is a bigger gap between the top teams and the wild card teams. Like like there's two different classes of teams when it comes to the NFL. Like I mean like I mean the, the Buccaneers are weird because they're going to be a wild card team, but like them between them and the Saints is like when they play it hasn't been close. And I look at Kansas City and whoever the last wild card team will be in the AFC, it's not really close. I don't look. Well, Pittsburgh's if, number, if one, number one. Number one team. Oh, I'm see yeah, Jay Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Well, I, well, well, no, that's a little bit. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't thought because <laughs> I haven't believed in Pittsburgh all year. But I, look, if I'm a fan, I do. I, I do want to make the playoffs because you can't. You don't have a chance to win it if you're not in it. And right. as, as long as you're in, as long as you're in there, you got a shot. I mean, we made the playoffs in seven, eight, and one. We won a playoff game, and we actually had a chance the following week against Seattle. Like we were there. I mean, right. some tough things go right. You know, we we you you may you may win that game. So. <clears throat> 
I, I do want to be there, but with this team, honestly, I, I take the picks because I can't because mm-hmm. I really don't believe in the direction we're going in. If I believe in the quarterback that we had and everything else about this team, I would say go ahead and go for the playoffs and, and let's and let's see what we got. But because I don't believe in the quarterback, I don't really believe in anything moving forward with this team until they make certain changes. Like just me, I love. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ty, you go, you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, just as a fan, like, talking about the the draft and then, you know, winning games, um, there's been years uh, towards the the stretch of the season where I'm like, all right, I'd prefer that we lose so we have a higher draft pick, but I'm not going out here rooting that we lose, and I'm not going to be upset if we win. And, you you know, the way that games have been going for us, it's the worst way to lose, or the best way to lose, sorry. Um, You know, we're getting our guys' experience in close games, and um, you're getting, you know, real situations. We're not just getting blown out of the water uh, because no one wants to see that. Imagine being a Jets fan right now. Mm. Uh, I I don't know how that would be, but, um, but, you know. You, you got to find the balance between experience and then, you know, it's, it's nice to have the draft picks, but I'll re- I remember a couple of years ago when we um, had the 16th pick in the draft that we used on Brian Burns. Um, you know, that, that 16th pick is that's everyone talks yeah. about that being the oh, worst, yeah. Absolutely. but, um, but yeah, but even there uh, we were able to get Brian Burns who was, he seemed to be our guy the whole way through and we were able to get him at 16. So, you know, a loss or two, it's only going to matter a couple picks. So, uh, when you're talking about that, a win, it, you know, it's not the end of the world. And especially, I mean, maybe we can talk about it more in week 16 or 17. But for now, um, we're just, ruined, you know, we just want to see our teams win, I think. Yeah. And so to speak, so apparently, I guess, when the Giants went the second time, they weren't a wild card team. They actually, I guess, won a division. Uh, it was in 2010, mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers made the what playoffs. Now, to be fair to Jeff's point, there's been only 10 teams to make it from the wild card. Six of those teams have won the Super Bowl from the wild card spot. So, and you know, also why he mentioned that I'm realizing now is because in 1999, the Tennessee Titans were the wild card team. With the, with the, yeah, and by almost yard. won the Super Bowl by a yard. So you're in that four that didn't win it though. Um, and so also to this pick, I mean, I, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like when we made the playoffs back, you know, when we were, you know, back when we, uh, Cam's, one of Cam's, what I'm saying is when, when we, you know, played the Saints in the wild card round, you know. That, I love being, and that one I, I was like, okay, cool, we can make the playoffs. Like that might be like a good run, and we might have been able to make some splash after the fact. That one hurt a little bit more because we were really losing to the Saints. But think about this too. I know I started to interrupt you, but think about this: there's going to be a team from the NFC East that's going to go to the playoffs, and they yeah. might be five and eleven. Yeah. And you don't think yeah. they're fan? I mean, now are if it's fans, Ron, if it's Ron, cool. I mean, are those fans excited? Are those fans glad they're going to the playoffs? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you're winning the division. Right. Like, I mean, even though you're 5-11, and 11, you're going to go, you're going to get the experience, and obviously you're going to get a 20-whatever-it-is draft pick. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, for those people – I think they're just more laughing at everybody else that they, well, can, they, make might the play- be, they yeah. can make the playoffs at that record. And, hell, if it's Ron, cool. I don't and, care. If and, it's Ron, I hope they win and do a lot. And nobody gives them a shot probably, and they'll, they'll, they'll host a playoff game. So well, for the city – Well, well, well if, if, it stays, if it goes the same way, if it's, if it's normal – if it's normal, they'll host. Because that's the COVID. See, that's be the funny part. If, but if, COVID, if it's normal, though, think about this. If it's normal, though, that means Dallas, Washington, Philadelphia, and New York. And yeah, no, one of those cities will get to host a playoff game and bring in money. And if the, well, I can't say that because you won't have fans. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm getting at. Um, and what, so I will say, and then to the fan, I mean, so like I said, yeah, I mean, I, the fan of me put wants, that out tomorrow. The, what? Put that poll out oh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Put that poll out tomorrow. That definitely. Would you rather make the playoffs or have a, uh, a higher draft. We can put out as many polls as they want. Panther Twitter is never going to agree on any topic whatsoever. Oh, absolutely not. Panther Twitter <laughs> will never. 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 
answer. Whoever you root for. Yeah, but at least the Titans have a little bit of like you know some fan base have a little bit of like you know security in their fans that still want to see Tannehill benched. I, I mean, whatever. Look, so anyway, man, I go lie. I can never justify losing though. I I, I don't want to. Yeah. Be okay with losing, and that's the one thing. That's why if we lose game like today, like I mean, I'm pissed that we lost, but I mean, losing that type of way, at least we competed. We show, yeah. We show we can win some games. You're not the Jets. I yeah, don't. You're not. You're not the Jets. Not the Jets. I don't want our team to not compete at all. But when you think about picks too, I'm also thinking about it. You got to think about who's making those picks when we get those spots in the draft. It's Herney coming up. And to 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 Tyler's point, Herney might be the best pick he's ever made in the draft. Well, you talk about how easy it is to make a first round pick because that was Herney, I believe. Right, that was before. That was after Gettleman got the boot. That was right around. When Herney picked Burns? Um, when Herney picked Burns, I believe. Was it not? Yeah, yeah, her, yeah, yeah. Herney was yeah, Herney was yeah, Herney picked Burns, yeah. Herney, so I mean, because I mean the 16th spot, that's a bit of a no man's land for you know, there's still a lot of talent, but there's also, you know, it it could be questionable after that 16th or 17th pick. So I mean, he made a good he made a good selection there just to his praise. But you know, I mean his first round picks are normally good, but I mean, how horribly hard is it to make a first round pick if you're in the top 10? Um, but so uh, you, Marcus Mariota. Well, we yeah we won't. We Jameis won't, Winston. We won't, yeah, um, but no. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a tough it's a tough juxtaposition of wanting your team to win, but then also wanting your team to be better in the well, future. I think Tyler, I think you guys have hit the nail on the head. There's a difference between losing and like the way you did today. Yeah, and the Jets who've just zero and ten and maybe this will be a high school team. Yeah, at least this way, I say losing is always hard. Yeah, mm. but you know. To know it came down to a 54-yard field goal where you could have won and everybody, you know I mean, blah, blah, blah. I'd be a bit more – my it's, sanity it's, would be a bit more intact if it, we were getting blown out. I'd be depressed, but I would be at least a little bit more, you know, sane than, uh, well, again, on my knees listen, praying season, to God. That, this season has come down to this. Other than the Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Oh, Tommy Hill already scored again. It's my way. Oh, here we go. Other than <laughs> – like 50 fantasy other, points other, right now? Other than Tampa Bay. Let's go back. Other than Tampa Bay, you've won or been in every game. Yeah, I mean, you're literally probably a minute, a minute and a half from having three other wins. And I mean, literally, you're a minute and a half, three minutes from having. You could be seven, eight wins right now. And to put that in perspective, for you know, but I you mean, could. I mean, but you're not. But you could be. But to put that, well, to put that in perspective for you know the past and like, and I mean, it's not you know history doesn't normally repeat itself. But looking at the teams of the Panthers past, what was it, 2012, 2013? That's what the case was. We were down maybe three to seven points, literally every game except for maybe one. And then you build up that future. You had a lot of younger players, a lot of older talent. And then you build up the future continued. And you got yourself a Super Bowl in three plus right. years after that, with, right. you know, the way your coach was. So, I mean, Matt Rule has the ability to kind of create a very similar strain of seasons where you could see yourself in the playoffs and then in the playoffs, maybe even Super Bowl within the next six years. And if I knew that now, if I understood, if I knew that security now, I'd be okay with whatever happens. If I knew we could be in the Super Bowl <laughs> spot within six years. Yeah, it okay, always goes down to they talk about. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Shanti. Oh no! Okay, well I'll say this. I mean, it's just, okay, our quarterback's twenty eight. I, I, this isn't like a twenty two year old doing this. Like this, our quarterback's twenty eight. He's not getting younger. He probably won't get that much better. I don't like. It's just where do you feel about everything that we've done to this point? Like, how do you feel about those moves? Like, if you feel that we've made the right moves everywhere and many the fifth couple of things, then cool. But if you don't feel like the biggest moves we made have been the right moves, then I don't know how to feel about the future either it is like i i'm I'm okay with the mccaffrey move i mean you can't have a player like mccaffrey and not you know we couldn't have foreseen that he was going to get injured like this i mean if you look at running backs you could kind of see it but he had been consistently healthy for four years and i mean almost through college and high school if i'm not mistaken so i'm not 
upset with that move. I mean, I know you're not supposed to pay running backs, but again, he's more, he just, he's more than a running back. He's a, uh, he's an, un, an unreal athlete that you got to get, you got to keep around you. Um, I would have liked for some of that money to maybe go to the best franchise player you've ever had, but we're, that's neither here nor there. My issue with it is too, is if that you're not going to give Cam that money, you gave Teddy a lot of money for what, I don't know if you're, he's, he's not, I mean, three years is a long time and that money's a long time as a lot of money for someone who we're now talking about whether or not he's actually going to play next year. If we're going to, if we're, we're already talking about drafting quarterbacks. Go. So that, that move in my mind is a little iffy for Tyler. most of the part, everything else I've been okay with. Tyler, go. I want to hear, I want yeah, just with the quarterback thing, it kind of goes back to the offseason. Like, uh, we all these moves are like, we're all right, we're are we gonna tank the season, tank the season, kind of, but then but then we signed this, you know, multi million quarterback. Um, and I think it's it goes back to the point we've probably talked about it at some point how how just Matt Rule is just a winner, he, he wants to win, and I think that's gonna maybe hurt us in the long run or in the short term here with Teddy and how we're handling this quarterback situation because I am afraid that we're gonna be in that. Uh, draft pick purgatory right in the middle because Teddy's always going to be put us there. And yeah. so uh, that, yeah. Listen, I said, what's the gap between Teddy and PJ? Yeah. And you guys kind of rail me saying it's probably, oh, no, hold on. Uh, bear with me for a second. No. Now all of a sudden I'm hearing Teddy ain't the guy. And, and we paid him for three years. I agree with what Tyler said just then. This is it for three years. This is it for three to four years. You can forget it because you're going to be a seven and nine to eight and eight ball club for the next four years, and you're not going to get the Trevor Lawrence's. You're not going to get the um, what's the kid from uh, Fields? Is that Fields? Yeah. You know, you're not. I mean, you're you're in you're in purgatory for the next three to four years. So if you're sitting here now saying Teddy ain't the guy, then then play PJ or play Will Greer. And, I mean. And see what you got, or or you're you're this is your this is your guy for the next three years. Deal with it, and, and, and get some offensive linemen to build around him. Yeah, no, and, and get some offensive. You know what I'm getting at? Well, so here's that's I'm gonna go off that because you're right. We, but I mean, it's it's one way or the other. I think what we all forget about is this is not the Panthers organization under Jerry Richardson. Jerry Richardson was very complacent. He didn't like to change a lot of things. He didn't like to make a lot of improvements. The biggest free agency signing we ever had, the biggest free agency signing we ever had was Greg Olson for the most part. Maybe there's a couple other people. What we've seen out of, you know, our new owner, we have seen that he is willing to go out. I mean, look at the free agency we signed. Gerald McCoy. Excuse me, Joe McCoy, but Robbie Anderson, you've signed. I mean, you brought back uh, Julius Peppers for a little bit. You brought, I mean, you've signed, you've brought back Trey Boston. If you, now that you've put yourself in the position, you know you're going to be to where this offense and defense can, yeah, it'll win you seven, eight games every season. So now there's no room. You can't go down. You can't rely to go down in the draft pick to get better players. You now need to make those executive decisions. Say, go out and get me a Jamal Adams. Go out and get me a Taylor Lewan. Go out and get me an Andrew Whitworth. Go out and get me a George Kittle. Get me these guys that are going to do well. Use the money that we put aside. I know we put up, we gave a lot to McCaffrey, and we gave probably a little bit more than we needed to the Teddy. But you've got what almost sixty five percent of your team on their rookie deals now. I mean, that's that's pretty much the, the the reality of your team right now. So you have money to you have money to put in the bank. So you go out and get uh, Taylor Lewan you, or, you got, or an offensive lineman or something like that. Yes, you guys are still good then with Teddy for the next three years. Yeah, yes, because that's the position you put yourself in. I mean, or you go get Deshaun Watson, and say sorry, Teddy. Well, that's much that. I mean, if you would you rather go build your offensive line or let's say, hey, we're gonna go get Teddy Bridge. I mean, uh, well, you know, Deshaun Watson. You, I mean, I you, know what you say. Yeah, because no. I mean, Deshaun now Deshaun Watson with our offensive line will do better than Teddy will do with this defensive line, like because uh, Deshaun Watson's a more complete quarterback in the pocket. And getting he's he's dealt with bad offensive lines for a while. The Texans have never had a legitimate offensive line, but they've also, I mean, 
And he doesn't have the weapons right no, now. No, he has no way. He's got no weapons. I mean, he's got no. Duke's a little bit, I guess. And, I mean, you've got, well, you know. Uh, well, well, I know. Uh, I, he's got Will Fuller, Brandon Cook. Those are still two solid receivers. They got beat. They, I mean, no, no better than ours. I mean, I put our guys up against this, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. we probably got better. We probably got better. Dude. And you throw in, you throw in McCaffrey in the mix. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. If you are content, like I'd be content with making that move. If if we were aggressive to go get a line, say we go we go get a linebacker, we go get you know, oh, what's the dude from the 49ers who everyone's sleeping on? That uh, Fred Warner. You go get Fred Warner. You try to get him off of his con, you know, the way he's playing right now because he's been going off. You get him out of that crap show of the 49ers. You go you. I'm not gonna say go get JJ Watt. That's that's getting too crazy. We would never do something like that. But I'm saying like you go sign. He's too old. Eh, well, that's, we're not gonna get into that. But I'm saying that, so you gotta make those moves. You got you gotta make those moves, and then I'll be okay with it. If you just sit here complacent and well, not my, do anything for three years. My pushback was my pushback was the the Teddy Bridgewater deal. Like in terms of like y'all been sitting here saying this is the guy and we're good to go and stuff. And I'm like the gap's not that big. And I now I'm hearing. Teddy's I think the gap's good. still Teddy's big. Big. The gap is still big. I think we underestimated how much. You know, I agree. I agree. It's there. I agree. The gap is. Yeah. Is is. I agree. The gap is big. I was just. I was just being devil's advocate. Oh yeah, cool. But like, <laughs> I got him started. Look, it's, it's like this. It's like this. Like, he's the best of what we have. Like, yeah. If, you, I, if you're telling me, I, like, hey, let's try to go win. Well, I'm not. Put Will Green here. I'm not. I'm not throwing in Will Green to win. I'm throwing. No. I know I'm throwing Will Green for like. I agree. Know, I agree with you. If, I agree. If, if I want to win, and, yeah, I agree. And no, this I, agree. Say, I, I agree. I agree with you there, but I agree. This isn't to say, and Shanti's might disagree with me. This isn't to say that Cam would come in with his team and and do a better job with the roster we have set right now. The weapons he would do a little better with, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, like I'm a, I know you say it, Shanti's. You I know you gonna say it. He would he would do better. Uh, okay. <laughs> First of all, we're like we're. We're 11, 12 win team with this with this roster. If I, if I let Cam Newton go outside with this roster and go have a field day, oh, we're going crazy. We're top yeah. five offense. And can't, yeah. can't, can't nobody stop us. We got a running game. We got receivers, actual receivers. I mean, our defense is bad, but shit, I mean, it's not bad it's enough. Not that bad. We could win a few games. Like, man, you just Cam's, put- Cam's got five wins with UPS men. Like, I mean, Cam has done everything he can for New England to give him the five. So we I could get. Yeah, go ahead. I, was, I, I think we underestimated how much Teddy was going to change coming off of this injury because you can definitely see some of the issues coming off of the injury, you know, but both this season and as a whole. So I just think like we're not. I'm not like you know against the move of Teddy. It's just oh no, no. I mean you're no. not. You need you need it. You need an a. You need a superstar quarterback to to be to put up playoff you know success rates with this team that we have right now. At least in terms of how young the defense is and how poor the offensive line is. So in my mind, you either go fix the situation, you get your superstar quarterback, or you fix the holes with your defensive backs and your linemen. That's you have to be like this is going to be like you've done you've done what you need to do in the draft and the way like. The way that made these draft picks, I think they're a bit sneakier than they thought, than we think, and they can maybe make some better picks later in the draft wherever if we're in those middle packs. I think they can make those moves with the way they're going now. But now you've gotten to the point you've already you've passed the tier of you cannot make this team more successful in the draft. You in order to get immediate success at least you need if you want to get success in the next three four years you need to go make waves in free agency. You need to spend you need to spend money to make money, um, and. Whether that's getting someone better than Teddy, or whether that's getting someone that can help Teddy, you know, be as good as he can be, right? Because he's not doing it with this line. He's sure. not the defense ain't doing it with these DBs. Um, I will say, you know, I mean, like it was. I mean, Chin, 
Yutura, I'm going to hold off a little bit because he still has that injury, but Yutura was making waves. You know, Chan Yutura, DB, and Derek Brown. I mean, that's three out of seven. You don't expect – I mean, it's realistically three out of five. You don't expect the last two to do that much anyway. Um, yeah. But – and if you do – now, let me say this. If you do make those moves for Matt Rule, you don't make these little, you know, cute little nepotism moves. You sign someone outside of Temple or outside of, you know, New, a former New Orleans player or outside of a former Jets player. You make actual, you know, connections of people you don't know. I understand, you you know, you like to trust what you have, but at a certain point, you know, just knowing a person ain't going to be enough for me. No, I'm not cutting it. But, I mean. Uh, and, you know, going back to our – our winning window. It's, it's not, it's not now it's going to open our super bowl window is going to happen whenever we draft our quarterback. And then uh, from there, we got to surround him with, you know, as much as we can while he's still on that rookie deal um, to go and to go for a big playoff push. So this is year one of the Teddy deal. Uh, I'm going to say by year three, he's not going to be the starter anymore. I don't know if he'll be on the team or not. He might be, but regardless, I don't think he'll be the starter in year three of his contract. I mean, I'm okay with putting Teddy there as a, you know, as that kind of coaching backup role, like, Hey, you know, great. We're going to let you fill in, you know, and, you know, also, I mean, fill it okay, but I don't know what Luke's doing, but if he wants to come sit and be, a, you know, new defensive coordinator, if he wants to do that, I would really, I would really love that. Or if he wants to strap up again, if he, if he, if his, if he doesn't have a headache anymore, if he'd like to, that was, that was mean. I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, Luke. That was mean. That was mean. I knew that was mean the minute I said it. I'm so sorry, Luke. I love you. I'm wearing your jersey. I, I knew that was mean. I take that horribly back. If, please come back. That's what we're gonna. Please, we need you. We, we can't go. With, we can't go with Whitehead. Jermaine Carter did okay, but we we need you back. I know you can't. You, you don't want to play. That's that's smart. Don't play. But if you want to be a defensive coordinator, why does Whitehead still have a job? What? Why does Whitehead still have a job? I don't. I. That's the like there and there was those moves you know that you make in the offseason with Weatherly Whitehead like. They still weren't as aggressive as they could have been this season. That was what something I was upset about. That there was other guys that there was there was pl- talent they left on the table, you know, for money that they didn't need to spend. Um, so, like I said, hopefully that's always been the Panthers' biggest thing is we've never been aggressive in free agency to make immediate change. We never we gave Cam no weapons and no talent for seven eight years and expected him to be you know Superman every year. We did not, we let him play, go to the Super Bowl with Jericho Cotchery and and freaking you know Brenton Burson. So. That's a culture change that needs to happen in Carolina, and it needs to happen sooner Sucks. rather than later. Because um, you see teams that have made those moves in the past and picked up free agents they know they can work, and, you know, so he's over here smirking, but that's because the Titans have made those moves. No, no, I'm just holding my, my, my tongue on Cam Newton. So, Well, you, I mean, he didn't do well today, but, I mean, he had, listen. The uh, thing, yeah, that's fine. The New England Patriots signed him to get them to another level, or at least that's what they thought. But they didn't put any stuff around him. He is not, that's good, what enough. They, that's he's what not good enough to uplift that entire team. Because well, they're worse off than he we is were. Not good enough. That team's worse off than the Panthers were. When you go eight, eighteen for fifty some yards and two interceptions, I mean, he somehow has gotten to his. He's got his best line, but his worst wide receivers he's ever he had. Has, I mean, listen, he doesn't have anybody, but I, you know, I, I, it would be an interesting deal to see him if he was still here. I think. I mean, I, I said it, and I immediately like counted back on it. I think he would do a lot better. He's used because he wouldn't be as squirrely as Teddy was, you know, in terms of some of those picks. I think you maybe he, have six wins. I mean, that's two better than we got now. Oh, Are you saying at the end of the year? At the end of the year, I'm giving us at least 10 wins because you think about it. With some of those oh, two-minute drills, think about how many two-minute drills Cam made. When, think about how many two-minute was here, right? Yeah, when he was here. Okay, I know. But, but so that's the positions we put us. the same player he was five years ago. Okay, but now we finally put weapons on this team. Oh, no, no, no. That was the most oh. annoying part is that we let Cam go and then finally gave him, you know, a solid receiving core and a solid, you know, and a, I mean, we finally – that Robbie, like – DJ finally coming to his own. Curtis is finally coming to his own. DJ, or you know, we added like Robbie. Up. I like getting y'all fired up. I know. 
But so no, I mean, I think Cam, Cam, Cam is, you know, he's used to having a crap O line. He's used to having to go down the field and make those two minute drills. I think, you know, because some of Teddy's throws were pretty freaking inaccurate. About as inaccurate as I've ever seen Cam throw. That one did, like, you got to make that throw to DJ. DJ was wide up in the yeah. end of that goal. You put it, he was he was in a spin cycle trying to catch it. Or that, you know, that deep post to Teddy, or to DJ, beautifully drawn up play. I, I, can, I compliment Joe Brady. That pump, that, you know, play action, deep oh. fade deep post i can't get it to work in madden but he got it to work somehow so you know it was a great route and then he just he put he was two steps in front of dj or some even some of the passes he made if he had hit curtis uh, or curtis when curtis was running or no trending cannon running down the sideline or no robbie mm-hmm. running down the sideline on the right side of the field he put it like a step almost to where dj had, or teddy had to run out of or, excuse me teddy um robbie had to run out of bounds to catch that ball if he puts that in field and robbie gets to catch it in stride that's six points right same with the. I mean, there were some balls that he he play. If he places better, you're getting touchdowns. So Teddy's not been the most accurate. It's just we're dealing with we're, we're playing with the cards we're dealt, right? And that's really what yeah. it comes down to. And I will say this: Phil Snow got to go. I mean, yeah, he's that he's not going to get any better at, at play calling because if you no. couldn't just figure out, I just got a blitz, and you did it for the four half, and it worked. I just got a blitz. I just got to put some pressure on the guy, and you still. Rush three and drop eight and get. Yeah, he's got to go. I can't even justify. That's that. why I said it to, to, to end the game to end. You know, kind of round it out. I will say this, I and mean, you can agree with me or not. I don't put this loss on the players. I don't put this loss completely on Sly. I put this loss on the coaching. The coaching showed their age today, going up against Mike Zimmer and his coaching staff. The coaching show staff showed their age. We're not able to call a complete game on offense or defense. One of the first times we'd see, especially off of the defense. I mean, off of the play calling we'd seen from the deep, from Phil Snow in the Lions game. I mean, we knew that was a mirage because it's the Detroit Lions. But yeah. the coaching staff was not able to call a complete game, and you suffer because of that. Your you, you, your young guys did everything they could for the most part. Like ninety five percent of the guys did what they needed to do, and you just that's why it hurts so much. And like I said, I'm glad you know we gave it our all. The loss still hurts. Um, I mean, because whether you're a fan, you know. It's win, lose, or die. You know, we're Panther, or win, lose, or tie. We're Panther fans till we die. It's just, you know, I hate that they get my hopes up. But I mean, like I said, we just have to keep. That's why we're keep. It's our keep pounding. Our mentality. You know, you keep pounding through everything the Panthers put you through. You keep pounding through everything the Panthers do to get your hopes up. And you, you, you know, we'll we'll get our time at one point. It's got it's got to be coming. Our our time in the sun has to be coming at some point. Although I t- I say that sitting next to Jeff and waiting. 30 plus years for his time in the sun to show up. So, I mean, 30 something years. Well, okay, 20, half of us years. I forgot. We've been in the playoffs the last two years. I'm talking the Super Bowl. The Super, oh, Bowl's well, the Super Bowl. Right, Super yeah. Bowl is the sun. The ring, the ring is the sun. This year. Yeah, we can, where we can shove it in our, you know, my brother's faces, the Seahawks and Patriots fans, mm-hmm. although I'm shoving it in a little bit of their faces now. But sorry, y'all, we've been rambling. We, we, uh, we've been rambling a little bit. We just, we love talking about the Panthers and we love, love, love the support y'all are showing us. I know I've said it every week, but I mean, we were getting messages this week about how y'all love, you know, saying, you know, we love y'all. You know, you, you said, you tell it like it is. We love hearing y'all every week and that y'all don't understand how much that means to us. So keep blowing it up. Keep blowing up the Instagram, the Twitter, the YouTube. We've got more and more stuff coming from you. We've got, you know, a lot of cool things in the works. So um, until next time, everybody, keep pounding.